Greetings and welcome to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Meisler, and this show explores the topics of security, technology, society, and human meaning. Every Monday, there's a news and analysis episode that curates tens of hours of reading into a concise 15-minute summary, as well as regular episodes featuring essays, interviews, and book reviews on these same topics. The goal is to provide a weekly, concise, and curated update on the most interesting things happening in the world, and to explore ideas that give you something to think about and prepare you for what's coming next. All right, welcome to Unsupervised Learning. This is Daniel Meisler. Happy summer camp week. I am in Vegas, but I'll be staying outdoors. And if you're around, I would love to see you. Starting with security news. The U.S.'s FEMA has warned that there are serious vulnerabilities in the country's emergency broadcast system that can allow an attacker to send emergency messages without authorization. A researcher named Ken Pyle with CBIR found the issue, and he's showing a POC at DEF CON this weekend. Slack notified a small number of users that it had to reset their passwords after a security researcher found a bug that was including salted passwords in invitation links. There's a new Chinese offensive framework called Manjusaka that's like a Chinese version of Cobalt Strike. It's written in Rust and targets Windows and Linux and includes a C2 component written in Golang. Threat actors have long had the advantage in the digital world, going unnoticed before a cyber attack. Now, leaders across industries view threat intelligence as a vital component of a mature, proactive cybersecurity posture. Whether you're starting from scratch or maturing an existing threat intelligence program, building on the right foundation is critical. And because intelligence isn't a one-size-fits-all program, there's a lot to consider. Download the ZeroFox Threat Intelligence Buyer's Guide at get.zerofox.com slash ti-guide. That's get.zerofox.com slash ti-guide. Twitter has confirmed that a now-patched zero-day flaw allowed an attacker to link emails to Twitter accounts, which is something you're not supposed to be able to do. This resulted in the de-anonymizing of 5.4 million Twitter accounts. By submitting an email, getting back the Twitter account ID, and then scraping the account for info. Microsoft has entered the attack surface management space with a new tool called Microsoft Defender Attack Surface Management. It supports a real-time inventory, attack surface visibility, exposure detection, and prioritization. Seems like everyone is in this space now. There was a major Solana hack last week that drained millions from over 9,000 hot wallets. The issue turned out to be due to a closed source wallet called Slope, which was using a third-party logging service called Sentry that was sending seed phrases to a centralized server without encryption. This was one of the most common findings we found when I was testing mobile apps at HP. Amazing that it's so many years later and it's still going on. Well, actually, amazing, not amazing. The U.S. didn't use explosives in the drone strike that killed al-Zawahiri. They reportedly used what's called a flying Ginsu missile, which is the Hellfire R-9X. And it deploys, instead of explosives, it deploys six retractable blades to do its damage. Had to look this thing up, and there's a link here to the visual of it from Reuters. 
My inner 18-year-old absolutely thinks this is cool. Cisco's small business RV series routers have critical vulnerabilities up to 9.8. VMware has multiple product vulnerabilities also up to 9.8. Why do those both have 9.8s? There's an interesting link later on in the show that talks about why so many of these numbers match, which didn't occur to me until then. Draytech routers have an RCE. And F5 vulnerabilities roundup, a whole bunch of vulnerabilities in big IP, up to level high. And Axio raises $22.5 million to measure cyber risk. Technology news. Only one story this week. Last week it was like so many technology stories, and this week only one. China arrested at least four top executives in their chip-making industry on corruption charges. The government had invested over $20 billion into the industry with mixed results, and it appears they've come looking for who is to blame. Human news. The U.S. added 528,000 jobs in July, which is more than double the 250,000 that were expected. This brought unemployment to 3.5% from 3.6%, which is a 50-year low. A new study found that there is a strong correlation between loneliness and memory problems in people over 50, and that more loneliness leads to more memory loss. A VA study of 150,000 people who've had COVID found they faced a higher risk of multiple cardiovascular problems, even if they weren't hospitalized and had minor symptoms. But symptoms were worse for people who were hospitalized and or who went to ICU. Content ideas and analysis. Why I'm okay with Amazon buying one medical. My new essay on why I think it's good for Amazon to be entering the medical world. And Amazon buys Roomba. You know how people in futuristic movies like Her can do really interesting stuff with technology, like smart home stuff, personal assistant stuff, Star Trek, like T. Earl Grey hot stuff. I think Amazon is best positioned to be the company that pulls this stuff off. They have Alexa, they have Ring, they bought One Medical, and now Roomba. I think Apple has a more pure vision of these things, but it's infinitely slower. And Exhibit A there is Siri. Amazon is doing the most important thing to win here, which is constant movement and constant progress. And I'm here for it. Even if I'd rather have an Apple version of this, I'm happy that Amazon is applying pressure to everyone else. It's going to be Tesla and Amazon racing to home robots soon. And I've got a link here where Elon was talking about home robots. And I expect him and Bezos to basically fight that thing out pretty soon. China and Apple. After Pelosi went to Taiwan, China is figuring out the best way to penalize America. And the answer seems to be messing with Apple's ability to ship. Think of how bad of a situation this is for Apple. They're standing between two superpowers, and the more they fight, the more Apple risks not being able to hit profit targets. They cannot get their manufacturing to other countries fast enough. And are we in a recession or not? Experts are debating whether we're in a recession, but it seems the real answer won't come until the backward-looking analysis is done many months from now. The current situation is that inflation is as high as it's been in 40 years, but unemployment is at a 50-year low. 
And if you judge by activity at public venues, I think anecdotally, things seem to be doing great. It's a weird situation for sure. I feel like everyone's in a weird in-between state, waiting for things to either take off and thrive or to crash. In the meantime, everyone's just kind of looking at each other and giggling like uncomfortably. Notes. Funniest thing I've seen in a while. Uh, evidently from an old Peter Cook cartoon. So person one says, I'm writing a book. And person two says, neither am I. <laughs> I'm writing a book. Neither am I. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, so I'm finishing Freedom, which is the second book in Daniel Suarez's Demon series. And it just keeps getting better. I'm at the final climax of the of the second book and it's just fantastic it's so good that i'm submitting it to ul book club at the end of the month and we're having an outdoor ul members meetup in vegas check the member slack for details discovery blackbird an osint tool that searches for username hits across 153 different sites Absolutely love it, but I wish it were fully CLI instead of Python web interface. Auto-summarized hacker news. GPT-3 created summaries of hacker news stories. And my noise generator. This thing is unbelievable. I listened to it all last night while I was working on the show. Creates beautiful noises to mask the noises you don't want to hear. Irish coast, cafes, rain on tent. Waterfalls, Japanese gardens, so many great ones. Dolly plus GPT-3 equals heart. A brilliant combination of story prompts and images that go with the narrative of the story. And the one I was talking about earlier, a critique of CVSS 3.1. Really CVSS in general. First time I've seen anyone going after CVSS, and it's quite eye-opening. It voices a number of concerns I hadn't even turned into thoughts yet, but it still leaves the question of what else would you use other than CVSS. And for that reason, I don't think such critiques will have much impact. But I still have the article open. I'm going to reread it. Productivity porn. Reading stuff that makes you feel like you've been productive when you haven't on pretending to read books, and a solid write-up on these new tech scams that we're seeing and where they're coming out of. Recommendation of the week. Quote, find ride-or-die friends. They make your world better. Jason Haddocks. It's harder to make super close friends later in life, but if you haven't talked to your old close friends, reach out to them. Try to rekindle it. And if you already have these types of folks in your life, Use this opportunity to tell them that you appreciate them and make an effort to spend more time hanging out, whether in person or on video chat. Jason and I have been getting on Zoom super late at night and just kind of hanging out, like even if we're doing our own thing and kind of quiet or just sharing, showing each other projects. It's, um, it's been great in between, you know, Vegas time and conference time and stuff like that. Highly recommended. And the aphorism for the week. The part of life we live is really small. All the rest is not life, but merely time. The part of life we live is really small. All the rest is not life, 
but merely time. Fake Seneca by DKB. Unsupervised Learning is produced and edited by Daniel Meisler on a U87 AI microphone using Hindenburg. Intro and outro music is by Zombie, with a Y. And to get the text and links from this episode, sign up for the newsletter version of the show at danielmeisler.com newsletter. We'll see you next time.